1: Hi everybody, it's Russ from My Hammers Eleven. I hope you're all safe and well. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing and putting the bell icon, clicking that, so you're notified of any time we put on new videos. We have interviews going up daily. Sometimes you lucky buggers, you get two in a day. Um, Loads of great guests coming up. We're rapidly getting to our fiftieth guest, which is awesome because the channel's only been live for like three weeks. Um, We have some great guests coming up, including today's guest. Um, He was one of the original um, New York Hammers. He's now living in Vegas. West Ham in Vegas is his, uh, is his Twitter. It says uh, John Black. Hi, John. How are you, man?
0: Oh, afternoon, Russ, or
1: evening. Yeah, evening here, afternoon Luca. over there. Yeah, it's bloody hot. We can see. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. We <laughs> <laughs> how are you? How's things over there? I know, like, very, uh, we've got some rioting there. going yeah, on. Yeah, apart from the rioting, um, obviously.
0: And uh, we're, the strip opens up again on uh, midnight Thursday. Oh, wow. So, I uh, don't know how that's going to go. No. Um, I'm quite happy to let others be the lab rat. Yeah. But um, it's, uh, they've, they've said, okay, we're going to open up. Brighter Minds and Mine have said they can open up. So it's, uh, the town's returning to somewhat normal. It's yeah. been closed here, it's very odd. Um, yeah. It's kind of apocalyptic. People actually got used to it being closed. Yeah, but yeah, then, yeah. it is odd. And but. They've they're saying they're opening up their, you know, social distancing, all that. How they're gonna enforce that with someone ten beers deep, I'll never know, yeah. but um they're gonna give it a go. So yeah.
1: um we'll see what we get. And it's like football as well, isn't it? It's weird 'cause like we've we have yeah. we are in that football. I mean, you know, we've had David Moyes has got the longest unbeaten West Ham streak, I think, <laughs> in modern history, which is you know an accolade to behold. But it's weird now, like football starting. Yeah, I'm excited, but part of me's not because part of me is like thinking, Oh, I quite enjoyed not losing and, and all that stuff. But you know, it is what it is. And you know, we, and we can, we can roll the dice and see what happens. But, um, but you know, and that's and the whole idea. Pack. Exactly. I mean, that's the whole idea of this channel, yeah. really. It was out of sheer boredom of not having West Ham and actually thinking, you know, there's loads of people out there who, who've who probably bored as well, but also have great memories of West Ham, which, need to be recorded for prosperity you know and that's the idea we're interviewing loads of people all over the world um i think yeah i think technically you're our furthest away from from the uh, from London stadium at the moment so you're, you're winning well yeah, done yeah. um <laughs> i used to be
0: the guy, but I would have probably been one of the closest to upton park if yeah so
1: i gather so i gather yes yeah, so in, in the early
0: 80s <laughs> <laughs> yeah so
1: you've gone one way to so, the other the other extreme yeah
0: yeah
1: so, so, ob- so obviously so for you, John, you know, you obviously you've been, you said West Ham fan, you, you live you know, very close to the ground. What was your earliest memory of, of supporting West Ham?
0: Well, it's actually one of my, my earliest childhood memory was mm. the FA Cup final in 1980. Yeah. I remember sitting there watching it with my nan and my aunt and my brother was a, my brother's a baby and um, my aunt screaming, oh, we've scored and my nan telling her to be quiet. Because my brother was asleep, and that's the only thing I can remember about it. Other than you know that we won and everything, I still want my granddad's program. Wow. Um, and then I went uh, eighty-one, and I, I I I don't remember I don't remember the game as much. I remember seeing the pitch. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I remember being scared of the police horses, and. Um, that that sort of thing it's just the occasion of it yeah. the strangeness of going and then you know i i, I would go i'll get to go for my birthday and you know, a couple of other treats you know but then the first season i actually started i went to every home game it was 85 86
1: oh not not bad year to not no, bad year to start. no
0: um, i mean i was 8 9 at the time wow. so I mean if i I always say if I was my age back then, I'd have probably drank myself to death in in celebration, you know, but um yeah, I always remember that sort of Phil Parks cutting that Darth Vader figure in goal. We used to stand right at the front of the North Bank on the first barrier sure. right behind the goal, and my eye line was just underneath the crossbar, and I had that view until they knocked it down and yeah. uh yeah, I mean, but the most vivid memory I've had, the clearest West Ham memory, was John Lark talking to everyone um, on the pitch at the Ipswich game, mm. and um, Frank McAvaney scoring, and then uh, it, my West Ham. After that, my West Ham went a bit fuzzy because my granddad died, yeah. and um, my dad's a Northerner, is a Middlesbrough supporter, sure. so and a horse racing man, so he never really. He's he's a he's fanatical football, but he always worked on Saturdays because he was a football uh, a fruit trader. So they would take all the deliveries. So I I, I had to wait till I was a little bit older to go with my mates. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. and
0: then um, started going again regularly in about eighty nine. I still go to the odd game like a mate's dad would take you yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for his birthday and stuff. And then um, yeah, that that it's the strangest one. Like the two biggest ones of my memories are at the eighty cup final and the 85-86 season. And then, yeah. You know, as you get into an adult, I mean, the memories are quite hazy because they're going, starting to going to the pub. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, I've, one of my most vivid memories of West Ham was being on the north bank of the hill where on Hillsborough Disaster Day. Yeah. And that will never leave me. Because, you know, you had the, the guys there with the radio.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And this guy used to drive everyone mad. He used to stand about 10 yards behind. And he'd be commentating on the other games going on <laughs> when you're watching a game. And um, I was a kid, so I didn't really. And then he said there'd been a riot at the FA Cup semi-final. And, you know, all the fans are spilling onto the pitch. And um, he sort of said that. And then Southampton scored so everyone's kind of a bit distracted and Southampton scored and he was and when I, I I've, sort of, I've still got the program I look back and there's a little known name on the back of the program who actually scored that day It was Alan Shearer oh I've heard of him yeah it, yeah 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 was, uh, you know it was, it was, some people are aware of his work but yeah so it's of the vivid memories of the Terrace in. and then it changed forever and then the last mm. You know we got promoted against cambridge and everyone running onto the pitch that was the last time that ever happened mm. and then we we were um the last game of the terracing that to me that was the last game upton park that mm. was the last that was upton park proper mm. um when it made its seating and they made a lego set out of it it was just a tribute act to the terracing upton mm. park if you like i mean i, I kind of there's there's people who stood on the terraces and then there's didn't and then there's the london stadium so it's the, to me there's three different west Amps.
1: now i understand yeah. and, yeah.
0: and i'm kind of like old enough miserable enough and fat enough to remember the terracing days <laughs> so um, yeah i remember that that, that, that was uh, the terracing was very special like those memories mm. like bundling around julian Ditt's penalties and uh, you know the, the the last game when uh, we got relegated and when Frank mcaveni scored a hat trick was um that was a special memory yeah so uh, going back a bit now you
1: know yeah so. no no exactly and i mean that's the thing they, they, and it's quite funny there's there's certain people when they talk to people they have like these sort of vivid memories not necessarily of the not necessarily of um of the games but you said but of you know, not necessarily the Hillsborough stuff, but the guy with the, the guy with the, you know, the radio by yeah. his head and Bob who has two Bob wheels. And you know, if he has a third, everyone's going to go, Oh, Oh, watch out, Bob. And you <laughs> knew everyone around you didn't you, particularly the Terrace yeah. and, and that's what's, that's what comes across when talking to people of all ages, actually is that sort of community. And people always say about, you know, West Ham fans are like a family. but honestly, this these last 40, 48 interviews I've done, you just get that sense from everyone, as you said. It's your, it your granddad, and he took you, and there was him, and then you went with your mates, and that's what I think people miss. It's not necessarily the football at the moment; it's that sense of togetherness and community. And I don't think whatever happens in behind closed doors will will replicate that. It's impossible. No, I mean, impossible. My, my
0: fan, my fan experience is obviously a little bit different now. I mean, yeah, I've got three little kids, so I'm not a supporters group out here. No. Um, so i've got three little three little ones i get up when the game's on they'll get up i put their shirts on the night before <laughs> and they'll come down and they'll sit there my eldest will watch it for about 15 minutes yeah. and then the the two younger ones they'll watch it then there's the obligatory argument over can the game be on or disney junior be on yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'll, I'll give them tablets each and they yeah, exactly. sit down watch they've got their shirts on yeah and if they score they, they'll look up and all the, yeah. but they understand it's where dad comes from and it's where nan comes from
1: yeah exactly
0: so that's lovely they understand that but we had a we had the west end way usa event yeah um early in the season dave and x come over we had yeah yeah Spector.
1: nice guys lovely guys
0: and we had we had 85 people from people come over from england for it all yeah. over america uh, los angeles hammers come in Yeah. Um, it was great, but you know, you look at it now. Everyone was in this. We in this bar. Blondies in on in on the Vegas Strip. Superb. We had a movie theater sized screen. When we scored, everyone's jumping all over each other. Yes. Every every photo you've got of the event, someone's got their arm around each other. They're all <laughs> like headlocking each other. You can't do that in a social distancing thing. So nah, we we're going to host host another one this year, this year and it's looking doubtful. Yeah. Unless something happens. But yeah, I mean, I kind of like still I get a WhatsApp group from my mates, they still go to the games and yeah. You got like if they win they love the stadium, if they lose, that's and it's insane. all the it, stadium's
1: it, fault. It's the it same is, narrative it is, it from everybody. West, it, yeah, but that's always the way, isn't it And that's always the way, you yeah, know. And it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. everyone has you know, um yeah, I know people, you know, obviously, yeah, from a neutral perspective so to speak, you know, you know, people love obviously love Upton Park. But you know, we, we, we didn't play great for a lot, a lot of a lot of my life there, you know, and yeah, the fans were up against and if you, and it, yeah, it was hostile and stuff like that. But as you said, if the team play well, then everyone, you know, as you said, like that last season, Upton Park, you know, the team played fantastically. Everyone loved the stadium, you know, and as you said, you yeah. know, people people start playing a few good games together at the London Stadium. Everyone loves the stadium. As soon as it fucks up again, right, that's it. It's the stadium's fault. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It makes I mean, my
0: my thing was, I, I couldn't wait to move. I thought Me, neither. To was, Me neither. I thought it was cursed.
1: Hmm.
0: I honestly did. And I was up for moving when Michael Tabor suggested it in the mid-90s. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And Eggy was on about back, because he wanted to move it down by Canning Town, to like yeah. near there. Yeah, and yeah. then Eggy and the Icelandics wanted to go to the old the post office. The site old West yeah, out. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then um, the Olympic Stadium come up. I mean, I still think moving is was the best thing. Me too. I all, but I also think that a botch job is unacceptable.
1: No, yeah. And yeah, I've yeah, always
0: yeah. I've always said that when I own West Ham, and it will happen one day. <laughs>
1: well, you you um, hit the jackpot in the last year. That's what it's going to do. There don't. you go,
0: man. I, if I, I all I do is keep pushing that thing, and it will come up one day. And um, but I, I I always say that there's there's so much potential on that site. Yeah. For the transport links you just have to make a few tweaks. I mean yeah. tweaks that will probably cost three, four hundred million pounds, but if if you do it, then you could have all the revenue on site, you've got a massive plot of land and mm. everything else. So I always sort of keep one eye on Trip Smith, the mm. the small American owner. Yep. He could buy his company, could buy West Ham for for the change he finds in his jeans on a night out on the piss. (laughs) So I I hope there's something there because they buy the land in Vegas and they rent it back to the casinos. And the land, they're the smart people because the land they own has got water underneath it yeah i mean when you're in the hottest place on
1: earth
0: yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so it's uh yeah i I hope that but yeah i i i I, I say moving
1: was the best thing yeah no i i totally agree the old place was falling apart and you know although there was the whole glamour around it the fact was you know the area was 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 deprived you know it wasn't you know and also you know that district line if that was buggered up you are getting out of that oh yeah it's awful and it's like, yeah. you know, and, 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 but you know, as you said, things, you never know what's going to happen, you know, you never know what's going to happen with the stadium or anything else. So, you know, I, I think, you know, we, it, it was, it was right. And for people who, uh, the youngster like your, your kids, my daughter, they're going to know West Ham playing at, in the London stadium. You yeah. know, Not necessarily. Up so, to the so it's, 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 for the newer generation, basically. I mean, my, my
0: best know. mate's a Millwall season ticket holder. Hey, that they've been there 20 years, yeah. at the new
1: den. Yeah.
0: And he's got two kids. They don't know the old den. They don't know the cold blown lane in. All they know is the new place. The new place and yeah. to them, it's Millwall. Yeah. So, I mean, in time, it will become,
1: you will. know, West
0: Ham. You know, yeah, so it will.
1: It will. And and it, and it's the same with like with you know players and stuff. Like it's the same thing. You know, for you know for for my job, obviously, I wasn't around to see. So you know. Bobby play or to be honest, wasn't this man, only see Billy play, you know? So, you know, that's the whole idea of the channel is getting sort of recording these memories and people's stories yeah. of certain players. So they're sort of there for the YouTube generation, you know, when they want to do a bit of yeah. a, bit of, because everyone knows about the legends of, you know, Bobby and even to earlier, you know, for some people in sort of, you know, teenagers, people like Julian Dix and people like that. And, you know, so it's nice to do that. So um, that's the whole yeah, idea yeah. around the, around the, the channel itself so so for you john for your 11 um you know as i said we have we have a few rules we like to keep it to a 442 if we can um yeah i've only, done that good man because <laughs> so, i mean you know on lockdown i get a little bit better at video editing but like i've got i've got a template all sorted for 442 so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. as i said i never knew what a left half was until i started doing this channel um and some of the older fans I oh, apparently
0: was a left half oh were you yeah, I was oh, a left really? half. My granddad said to me I'll play left half, which apparently is the left half left side of centre defence.
1: Oh which would be Diop or Bow Bowen, Yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. Left centre. okay that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, so learning all these great things. Um but the, the main rule is you have to be alive to a scene and play. That's the only yeah, main rule. Totally. Really I agree. I so, agree. So so in terms of your team, John, who would be you know, who would be between the sticks for you?
0: Uh it's it, it's longevity for who I saw, and yep. I'll I'd have to put Ludo in. Yep. And the um, from where I stood on the north bank, this tall, skinny Czechoslovakian. Yeah. And I, I always a lot you, to my best eleven. I always try and think, right, okay, what did they do on the pitch because. Mm. There's always a rosy memory of the guys showing up at, you know, events and in the press talking nice about West Ham, and she's always great to see. But um, Ludo got the club, and Mm -hmm. I always remember we're doing ludo what's the score ludo ludo and his his big long fingers used to come up from from his goalkeeping gloves like this and it, <laughs> so yeah it's ludo for me couldn't be anyone else really yeah. if it was it would be parks maybe yeah. but we've always we've been fortunate with
1: goalkeepers we've done so. well we have done well you know even yeah. after after ludo you got to think you know who he had you know there's occasionally you might have a uh, a slightly off one, so to speak, but you know, in my yeah. lifetime, obviously Ludo, and you know, I was a big fan of Shaka, um, uh, yeah. Rob Green, David, David James, James yeah. you know, Joe
0: McAllister. Do you remember him? Who's that? Tom McAllister.
1: No, I don't do remember, remember Tom. Him? Him? No, no, he
0: was he was post parks pre Ludo.
1: Oh, okay. as before well, my time, as before, yeah,
0: absolute superhuman effort against Liverpool at oh, Anfield um. when we drew nil nil, and did, yeah, um, and um. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened to him. He was like fantastic. Then he just went away. But really? you know, I think it was like a, one or two seasons. Yeah, he was, he was, he was but great.
1: But you get but that with no, West Ham. No, no one remembers him. No one remembers You get that with West Ham, though, don't you? It's like I can't remember who I was yeah. talking to, another, another guy, another guest. And he sort of picked players who had like, who were look like one match wonders. And it was like, yeah. like Jonathan Spector. You know, you mentioned Jon, like Jonathan Spector. Like, I can't remember anything to do with his West Ham career apart from Man United, the Cup game. That's the only thing his I can. Wife really... says the
0: same thing. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and I think
1: and it's so true. And like Ludo, when he played out of his skin against Man United at home, you know that that one yeah. game epitomised. They just have like a well-beaten game, and it's like, where the where yeah. the fuck were you? For, you know, but for John, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we put Loopy Loopy Ludo as my grandad used to call him. We'll put him in in goal. It's a nice start. Let's go left back. John, have we got left back for you.
0: Uh, I I think it's a unanimous. It's got to be Julian Dick. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 For me, for me. A lot of, a lot of the time that Julian played for West Ham were dark times, yeah. and he was West Ham for a lot of the time, you know. And in one season, he was top scorer. Yeah. yeah. I remember, and but those days of bundling around when he scored a penalty on the north bank, and the you know, the the when we were really in the shit, and it was two all against Tottenham, and he scored that penalty. Uh, no, I see I had a similar view in the Bobby Lower than I had at the North Bank. So though I've always been I was known to wince at a Julian Dix shot because it was all most of the time coming straight at me behind the goal. And um but yeah, I when we re-signed him for Liverpool, I shaved all my hair off. My mum went mental. <laughs> and um, just a tribute to Julian, it looked ridiculous, but like um and but my my vivid Julian Dick's memory was um my, uh, we went on a cruise, a Mediterranean cruise, and before we went, I got the, the Premier League was the first, it was the first season. I started doing all the names on the back. Yeah, yeah. So I had three and dicks, like most people did, and um, the three dicks people used to call me. And um, but they, uh, we went on this cruise, and we were away for a week, and there was no obviously Facebook or Twitter or anything like that back then. And then we got off the boat. And it was two guys in a Manchester United shirt walking towards me. They were getting on as we were getting off, and he said, "Oh, did you hear about Julian Dix? He signed for Liverpool." And I was, I was so, I was so upset, and I still kept the shirt, and it was valid for when he came back, so it was yeah. all good. But yeah, that was that's yeah, Julian. Uh, yeah, i I've, I've been reluctant to put players on the back of my shirt since then.
1: Some yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird, isn't it? It's like it is. Uh, some. Yeah. I mean, I think the last person I. Someone asked me a question. Who was the last person I had in the back of my shirt? And I had to think about it. And I, I think it was Neil Ruddock. Really? <laughs> so I, mean, I had this like obsession with Neil Ruddock when I was a. Uh, because I was like, yeah, I am a Stocky, sort of like I used to play, sort of not like right back or whatever, but I used to love him because he was just didn't give a shit. And it was like, as part of the reason, but yeah, I uh, it was John Moncur, and then I the last one was it, was it was Neil Ruddock, so yeah, I keep yeah, it and number yeah.
0: 10 was the old uh, no sponsor one, yeah, and then um, yeah, I had that, and then uh, we sold him after that. And then I uh, the, the the worst one though, I this one won't get any more players on the back of my shirt because. I got uh, a brand new shirt for the event and I bowed by Wayne and four on the back. Cause that was a center half. Yeah. As Soon as I put him on the back, he turned shit. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I apologize, <laughs> I apologize to Fabian Babilona. It's all my fault. I'll I'll burn the shirt if it, make, if it helps like out. Like an
1: effigy <laughs> like, you know, like, like a, yeah, yeah. One of those voodoo dolls. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Burn it. the curse.
1: Yeah. No, he's uh no, I know what you mean. Yeah. It was a, uh, but it's funny, isn't it? When you say, like, when you said that shirt, like the hearts and shirt with no sponsor that the only person I think about in that shirt is John Hartson. It's really weird. There's like certain people in shirts you think like, like, uh, you know, the one that, that, um, it was a recent one, I think it was a couple of seasons ago, but I, all I can think of when, when someone, when I put it on is Yao Mario, although he only played for like a little time for us. That yeah. yeah, that, yeah. That it's weird how you have that association with people in their shirts. Um, It's like, it's like with the, um. I, I mean, I started supporting West Ham, not, um, no, I didn't support, I started going to West Ham about 92, 92. So the season, we went up. So, you know, I was a glory hunter and, um, and sort of the, the white and the white and blue sort of yeah. stripes with Dagenham motors. All I can think of is Ian Bishop. Yeah, Preston, I, Ian yeah, I so that, that, yeah it's really funny
0: it's always a, yeah it's a strange one so it seems to be the most photographed player yeah because he would have been captain so obviously like he, he would have him yeah i remember and re uh, and randomly keith roland in that shirt because he was <laughs> he, he wore the long-sleeved one yeah i don't know why i always think it, and Pe- him and peter butler those three those, yeah. that's who i associate well with i shot,
1: remember so. i remember going to like this is how long it was ago when where you'd and how how the games changed you used to, to do like a junior hammers birthday parties at, at the ground the little room next door to it whether i think it was a school um they used to hire it out and you could uh have a junior hammers party and get like 20 of your mates and a player would turn up and it's like it was Peter Butler turned up to my birthday, my brother's birthday party. You're thinking, you thinking that wouldn't happen nowadays, you know, you are you, no, down no. like ours of house and uh you know, Sebastian Haller turns up. It's like that never wasn't ha- <laughs> happened now, <does> it? <laughs> but yeah. It was so funny and also like the other shirt I always remember is julian's shirt when he came back because obviously he ripped the collar didn't he? and yeah. everyone had the ripped collar and like there must have been like your like your mum when you shaved your head yeah a lot of people shaved their head ripped the collar and it's like it's a brand new shirt son you know you just rip the collar but, 40 um, quid
0: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly
1: oh yeah, yeah 40 quid you remember when that shirt was 40 quid god oh, dear mm. nowadays right okay we'll put uh, we'll put dixie left back who should we have uh, right back then john on the other side uh for me
0: alvin martin always solid loved the club you know 80 fa cup winner 85 86 stalwart continued the goodwill with the club and you know when when david was in goal at stanford bridge it was you know you, you can see what it meant to have his son play for west Ham. so yeah i was uh, i was going i'll go with Alfie Martin. mine
1: yeah good chap mr west ham as you said and uh yeah lovely bloke uh okay we'll put alvin in we hope to have, hopefully we'll get Alvin on the channel so we had tony go the other day Um so we oh, cool. get yeah it was it's just it's just gone up if you want to watch that today uh, yeah, will, and, yeah. and, and david cross i did a double double player one today that gives a it gives everyone an idea of when uh when we've recorded this now so i've got to get it out yeah, quite yeah, sharpish yeah. now thanks john uh right okay so uh we put Mark alvin in who's who's your who's your centre back you having in defense uh billy Bonds. yeah bonzo
0: yeah um i mean I can't say anything about him there's nothing really been said but i will always just i do don't know, I, I, I i kind of like it was someone you wanted to emulate a little bit and yeah. my granddad my granddad always had a saying that you used to hear people shouting crap from the terraces about players and i remember one time my granddad telling me there's a reason why that guy pays to get into upton park and the guy on the pitch get pays to go to upton park yeah. and they said always remember john lyle picked that team so if you think he's crap you think john Lyle's decisions crap and i was like i always thought about that you know there's always decision made to why stuff's happened. even like in my professional life you think to yourself well someone's decided to do that so it's you know my bright mind. minds in mine most of the time but yeah i mean i watched the 80 cup final on the on the anniversary down on youtube yeah just because it was my first childhood memory, don't remember anything about the actual ins and outs of the game. But no. Bonds just never stopped running, and yeah. it's like I the, the, the commentary I watched was Brian Moore and Brian Clough, not the BBC uh, yeah, yeah. John Watson and uh, Jimmy Hill. And I've watched both versions, but Brian Clough just kept complimenting Billy Bonds. And you think if, you, if that that is one of the finest football brains that's ever mm. been involved in football? It was always so complimentary about Billy Bond. Say, oh, he doesn't stop running; just keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. And he was in his early thirties at the time. Yeah. And you see him eighty fifth minute bombing along down the back. It's just brilliant to watch. And um, you know he uh, he sort of when he became manager, he was it was re, seemed, seemed to be a reluctant manager. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. And. But, you know, did the job and you can say what you want about the current like, ownership, like Gold, Sullivan and Brady. I mean, everyone's got an opinion about him. One thing I will say, they made it right with Billy Bonds.
1: Yeah, no, I agree.
0: And, you know, whether Billy has been made right, you'd have to ask Billy Bonds. But to me... If Billy Bonds is somehow linked to West Ham, name on the stadium, you know, he he shows up for the odd game. To me, the old spirit of West Ham is still there somewhere.
1: Yeah, no, I agree.
0: And the owners deserve credit for that.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree totally. I agree totally. As you said, Um, it was a very emotional day that day. Um, and a man who doesn't show no didn't show any emotions really on the pitch as a manager like you know like you know he wouldn't cry i've never seen you know, he wouldn't think billy bonds could cry you know and then he was yeah, absolutely yeah. in floods of tears and it was just a, a really emotional day and obviously you know obviously alvin doing the presenting as well presenting yeah. the stand, and it, it was just a lovely day uh a lovely thing to do right okay uh and who's who's your last Who's your last one in defence, then?
0: Uh, another one from the uh, 1980 Cup final in the 85-86 season,
1: Ray Stewart. Yeah.
0: Another outsider, embodied West Ham, loved West Ham. You know, still, you know, you see him pop pops up here and there. Yeah, he does. On promotional stuff. He'll be my penalty taker as well. <laughs> I
1: mean,
0: he had ice in his veins, that guy. like. Yeah. But he's yeah, great, guy. great defender. And the funny thing is, right-backs, we've not been that well-blessed. No, but, you know, no, no, no. right with Tonka. But, mm. uh, yeah,
1: so, yeah, it's always Ray Stewart for me. Yeah, definitely. As you said, he, he still turns up and you still can't understand a word he says. But, um, but yeah, yeah, he's a lovely guy. Right, okay, that's, that's a very solid back five, that's for sure. Right, okay, let's go into midfield then. John, who's we going to have on the, on the left wing?
0: Well, to me, there can't be any other choice. Now, whether he was a left midfielder or not, he's up for debate. <laughs> yeah. But uh, two too much famous goals that he's been involved with, one he scored, one he set up, he cut in from the left. So I'm putting him on the left. The, obviously, the 85 set up, for, he crossed yeah. over for Trevor Brookin and then he got crossed back in. He did the jinking run and yeah. away to Stamford Bridge, 85-86. It's got to yeah. be Alan Devonshire. Yeah. The one true genius of football.
1: <laughs> yeah very much so the, the the bargain of all time i think oh, in terms
0: amazing of... i mean i don't know how he, even had, how he was able to play with that surgery he had it was a you Incredible, know he fused his knee and it didn't seem to affect him too much but yeah i mean uh, someone who sort of drifted away from the game someone so gifted but just didn't really do much after he finished playing you know mm. which is a shame but I, I saw him at the old club shop In the old West End, um, I don't know, about five years before I moved out here. And it's really weird that I've I've never come across anyone that is so unrecognizable today than he was. No, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was sat at his table, no one knew who he was. And I walked touch (laughs) and said, Yeah, mate, are you Alan Devonshin? He went, Oh yeah, finally. So I was like sat chatting to him for a little bit because no one else was chatting him, you're right it? weird, yeah you
1: know? you're totally right It looks so different you know because obviously he had, yeah he had the hair and the you know now yeah. he's like ball he's got you know gray hair rake, yeah. yeah exactly now he's uh yeah i know what you mean but as you said yeah what I, what I like as well is is when when a player is recognized by his peers and you know every time you do we do an 85 eight boys of 86 you know i know piece on yeah you know, to camera at half time or whatever they all talk about dev to a man you know like and yeah. and that means a lot more so to speak than, than the fans than the fans' opinion because obviously yeah. these guys there's training from day in day out we only see them for an hour and a half every Saturday so you know it, it's 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 what they say because they're obviously training them all, all the time. But yeah dev's in as you said five grand for a player like that. That's amazing absolutely yeah. amazing black okay we'll put devil let's let's go to the other wing let's go to the right wing who've you got in the right wing then john
0: uh i'm going for some sort of a bit further the generation i've got a lot of i remember when in there but um sinclair yeah but um another kind of like modern in my opinion probably a modern day alan devonshire bargain harry yeah. redneck yeah. you know waved his wand he was going nowhere at qpr i kind of thought oh god what's you know he's just got some you know, he's going to be a bit part player, he's probably shot, and, um, yeah, he was superb, absolutely superb, and, um, yeah, I, 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 was, I was glad he got his chance in the O2 World Cup, you know, yeah. he got called up as a, a late sub, but he got he got a game and everything else, I think I should have done more for him, I and mean, if Beckham had been in his way and a few others, maybe he would have, but, yeah, I, I had a lot of time for Sinclair, yeah. When every time he got the ball, you knew it was going to go forward with pace and something yeah. might happen, and,
1: yeah, and he was it, just a great player I mean yeah he was I mean the thing about Trevor is like you yeah, know he was he was like he was so skillful but he had that ability which to be honest in the game I, I think it's lost is he's, he's just knocking it past the fullback and running yeah you know, on the right wing you're not cutting inside yeah. everyone bloody cuts in it doesn't brain in. They put left and wingers on the right. That was man. They put left wingers on the right, right wingers on the left, and just to oh, cut man, oh, it just winds over, me up. It's winds me up. Just
0: overcomplicated a the time. I mean he, um all he did was put his head down. I mean, it was also very skillful, but obviously yeah. like he kept he knew what his strengths were and kept to it and that was that was him and yeah. it was uh, you know the goal he got scored against Tottenham like, yeah. start start the second half, it head down, head down, look up, boom, and it went. It was just mm. that simple. And yeah. um, I, I totally think a lot right. of that's gone from the game. Everyone's trying to sort of you know, get on the highlight
1: reel. Ticky so, tacky, yeah, no, you're that, totally right.
0: Uh, doing, doing the same thing, you know.
1: And it was that sort of generation, because I think you had like Sinclair, you had even, you know, obviously, you had some like Matty Effington on the left who would do yeah, that a yeah. lot. Even before that like laser, you know, the laser and Matty Rush and the rock you know, you have like proper yeah. wingers and you said, that that's it's I can see slight some like parallels we've seen clear to someone like Antonio, because he would just put his head down and went when he's on yeah. his game, he puts his head down and he scares the shit out of any fallback. Yeah, yeah. Just, just goes so, for it. Exactly. And it just is the, the West Ham way, isn't it? Head down and go for it. Rather um, well, than trying to be all ticky-tacky. Right. Okay, put Sinclair on the right wing. Let's go centre-mids. Who's your first centre-mid then, John? Uh, to me,
0: it's another outsider uh, that came in um, after John, the John Lyle era. I mean, the very short Lou Macari era. Did yield some very good he players. It did. did. And it's, it, oh, it was a little bit of a shame it ended the way it would because he, was, he built a stem at side that lasted years. Um, Captain, silky, beautiful long hair that you know, the two of us would probably be proud of these days on yeah. which we can be here, Bishop, for me.
1: Yeah, Bishop Bosh.
0: He's always around Twitter as well, speaking highly of the, the
1: club. Yeah, he's coming now. on the channel soon. Uh, we have him on the channel soon oh, as well. Great. Yeah, yeah Bishop's a lovely guy
0: yeah it's always uh yeah but i was a big massive fan of bishop yeah very, very classy
1: player yes exactly and i and as i said before on the channel he when when like we used to have uh when the like the kids tv shows they used to do like prank shows didn't they where like people used to just like it'd be a kid in a classroom and then a presenter would would come in and 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 bish did did one at our school for my it was i don't know how my brother got but yeah, so, and like, was with a, a guy, a big, called Dave Benson Phillips, this big black guy. He said, get, get your own back on TV and stuff like that. And he did it. And he was, and Bish was so nice. He was so lovely afterwards. You know, we played, we had a kickabout. And, you know, and it was just, never since then, I've, you know, I'm, I, he was my hero when I was a youngster, anyway. Yeah. Uh, and even more so because they, they never say meet your heroes, do they? But he was just lovely. And he, as you said, he's still has any time for anyone you know you know when anything to do with west ham or about bish you know he always retweets it or likes it and it's things like that make a big impact on people you know particularly now when there's not much interaction going it means a lot to people are being like well the
0: retweet or follow back or comment on it's like a modern day autograph
1: now exactly it is is, yeah 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 it is but yeah no big shout no i love bish okay that's a great one john who's gonna who's gonna partner bish in the middle then
0: Now, I reckon if you did
1: 5,000
0: of these shows, not one person is going to say this name. (laughs) Go ahead. Okay, I'm just going to come out and say it, and I'm going to say why afterwards.
1: Straight away, yeah.
0: Paul Paul Ince. Okay. Look at his face. Look at his face. (laughs) (laughs) Now, my opinion, my opinion, Paul Ince was one of the finest West Ham players ever to wear the West Ham shirt. He was West Ham through and through, he was so good so quick so hard obviously had a massive opinion of himself but if you were that good you're no problem yeah, yeah and i think the crying shame of why of of everything that went on with that transfer is that we never replaced him until we got declan rice it's taken us that long to replace paul mm. Ins. Mm. and i mean to see how good he was or he could have been for west Ham. i mean we, we wouldn't he would never have filled his purport. Full potential at West Ham. No, so. mm. but if you go onto YouTube and you type in Paulings into Milan, and you see the highlights of those two seasons, he was absolutely phenomenal. Mm. Mm. And I met him once, and they say never meet your heroes. Now, there's two parts of this story. The first <laughs> the first part, I would agree with you because I'm I'm in advertising, and I've always been very fortunate to start get. To corporate events like launches yeah. and stuff, and um, the, you get these like has been players show up to these yeah. different things. The worst one's Jeff Hurst, but that's another story. But um, Paul Lynch showed up, and it was a TalkSport thing to do with England, so he's been sort of introduced around. So, like, uh, and I was one of the biggest spenders in the room of ad, ad budget with talk sport. so. And the girl there basically had no idea of the bad blood between West Ham and Paul Lent. And she went, oh, this is John. He's one of our biggest clients. Massive West Ham support. He used to play for West Ham. And his face, like, it was just like someone had just slapped him in the face. Just walked yeah. up. And he was just like, oh. And I said, oh, how are you doing? I said, I was a massive fan of yours. I said, I was so upset that you left. And he kind of just went, oh, like, sort of, yeah, and then yeah. it was moved on to the next one. So, I don't know, about an hour later, I'm at the bar, tap on the shoulder, Paul is, And he went, I oh, was sorry about it earlier. Um, I said, oh, it's all good. And I said, oh, you know, was I say, I was really sad you left. And, you know, and I used to follow the England football team away. So I always to cheer you in some respect. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. He said, you know what? I, I was sad to leave West Ham at the time. You know, they, I was. You know, John Lyle was like a father figure to me, and he kind of opened up a little bit. And I said to him, like, you know, what was it like being booed? He goes, it was awful, being booed by mm. your own people. Mm. And um, he said, I did what I did, and I was badly advised. He said, it's no excuse. And um, he said, that game I come back for when I equalised at two 0 He said, I feared for my life. But he said it reminded me what the West Ham supporters were about. And But it, we had a chat for about like 15, 20 minutes. I said, I used to follow you when you played for Inter Milan on Channel 4. And he was like, oh, yeah, I loved it there. And he was, uh, once you actually sort of got yeah. over the hump of yeah, yeah, it, it yeah, opened yeah. up. But he's West Ham through and through. And mm. he was so good. And I, I was always upset that he left. But yeah, he uh, he's my controversial one in there. And Not uh, he I was like, what he did afterwards, that's, that's that's to me it's irrelevant. When he was in a West Ham shirt, he was fantastic. But apart from that Stoke game when he was obviously on the right, you know, it was a bit of a problem, but um but yeah, but that's that game, uh Philip Park, I think it was, where he was, you know, took the ball from the halfway line and boom. Like brilliant, absolutely yeah. brilliant. And uh, it, when we beat Liverpool in the League Cup and Liverpool were pretty invincible at the time, he was outstanding, you know. Mm. So but yeah, I don't yeah. think you can hear that one too often. <laughs> no, no,
1: I think, and I, I, to your credit, John, I think it's the first time he's come up in 40, yeah, yeah in 40, not not in discussion because people has said discussion but i think no one's no one you know they said oh i might put either ian bishop or or paul it's so i think i'll put ian bishop you know you know no one's gone for your conviction that you've had there john so uh yeah, yeah. yeah power be, to you be a man about it that's why yeah i mean you know i know it's i know it's it's, it's like apples and oranges but everyone like in the modern era, so to speak of, of fans, everyone puts bloody Pyatt in there, but they call him the snake afterwards and da 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 and he did this and he left us horribly, and you know, everyone, everyone has that generational thing, but that Paul Insta, yeah. as you said, it's like, you, there's people who are actually there and then it just becomes the legend, doesn't it? And then it goes, it just spirals into, into, well, I remember
0: you know. him coming back. The last time he played against West Ham was for Wolves. Yeah and um this is when alan pardew was manager
1: yeah yeah,
0: yeah. and i'm sat there and there's kids like 11 12 years old, boo, Judas. I said to him, Do you know why we call him Judas? Yeah, or no. why? And they were like, Well, well yeah. kind of, didn't he do that? I'm like, No, that's not him, that's Frank Lampard. <laughs> like, right, you know, yeah. uh, didn't he us a fault? No, like, no, that was
1: Defoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah but it's, it's,
0: it's something that stuck with him, and I, I think if West Ham could have forgiven, forgot, we would have got him back, um, certainly after he played for Liverpool. Mm. And we would have seen his twilight years when he was still good and everything else. But, you know, such is life. We didn't. Such is and life, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a shame, really. But there we are. Pure West Ham lad, pure academy
1: yeah, prospects. No, and, exactly. else and I so. think that, and it seems there's there's like, when you look at the ones who are still sort of booed when they come back, they they were all West Ham boys. Yeah. So it's Pauline. West Ham. Ham card.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, West Ham have a very, very strange relationship with its past. Yeah. And you think like, I mean, Frank Lampard Jr. I mean, Lampard Sr. to me is the forgotten legend of West Ham. It's
1: very, very true. Very true.
0: And, you know, a guy that played, he won trophies. Anyone who lifts a cup for West Ham, he, to me, is a West Ham legend. Yeah, and he plays okay. so often. He's a local guy, Palm Church. Yeah. Um, Harry Rednard brings this up about, Frank Lampard Jr. nothing noth, nothing meant more to Frank Lampard Jr. for most of his life than West Ham. Yeah. And I remember meeting, I don't know, I'll, I'll get name dropping again, but I remember meeting Frank Lampard at another media thing. I do do some work, like on occasion. <laughs> but and I said to him, so you know, did, you, I'm I'm West Ham support. I said, Oh, you know, always, you, your family's always well thought of. And he he decided, he goes, Yeah, he said i find it sort of odd that i'm booed he said not yeah. now because i play for chelsea i expect it but when i was playing for west Ham, mm-hmm. and he goes you know he said it's like working in a family business where well, the minute your dad gets screwed over your uncle gets screwed over that's it you've got to walk away and yeah. he said it was it was became untenable but again i don't think he would have been frank lampard if he'd have stayed at west Ham. no 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 I mean, I think so he had exactly to go ranieri saw something in him and then mm-hmm. I mean, he's been first name on the team sheet for the, some of the greatest managers ever to manage, and there's True. a reason why. And um, but yeah, you know, West Ham's lost again, sadly. So.
1: Yeah, just Jeff, it's, as you say, it's like a weird thing, and it's like you know, it's, it just yeah. seems to be everyone who's who's a West Ham boy gets you know if they there's you know there's a the right people there's a the right way to lose, they're right wrong way to leave. It's it's their job, yeah. isn't it? And I think it, it's it's you yeah, know, the but, same just, yeah. It's the same as your industry. So, you know, I work in market research, and you know, people leave from one company to another. They they move from you know a massive like Ipsos to. To Cantar, they you know it just it's just a yeah. change of a badge, isn't it for people? You don't
0: see them at a meeting or a conference and start booing them. It, like, well, you know,
1: funny story, <laughs> I did that. I left from one company to another, then we went to the same conference because it was in the same company, and I felt a bit like the away, like a home, like like a West Ham player who's left to yeah. another cu- club and come back to the home ground. It felt a bit weird like that, but uh, yeah. Did but you get it's... applauded like Tony cotty or Bird? Yeah, yeah. I got. got I mean, I'm. I don't <laughs> I remember, john, I remember john terry getting applauded at the mark noble testimonial yeah you know, oh yeah yeah, so, yeah yeah you know it's, it's funny when they wear a west ham shirt you know things yeah. perception there's anyway, another we, one should have been a west ham yeah no i agree totally um and that that's our that era i mean that era what could have been you know sort of that era players yeah. at the same time um but yeah hindsight's a great thing okay we'll put Incy in let's go up front then john who we got up front? Who's your first striker uh
0: Paolo di canio yep uh for me worth the season ticket alone yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know he's uh, two two games that stick out for me for palo um the arsenal game um he turned keown and adams inside yeah. out all afternoon yeah. he, he went past the like he wasn't there enough times like three fantastic players and from memory that was the first time the opera song was sung at upton park
1: possibly yeah, yeah.
0: and d- that goal where he skinned the two of them and then put it in there i've the watched that a thousand times yeah, yeah i was I, I could see myself behind the goal
1: yeah
0: and um my ex with her brother were arsenal season ticket holders at the time and i it, we had a very strange relationship and um when we beat arsenal which wasn't very often during our relationship it was always like a oh, brother used to take it pretty well she wouldn't speak to me for a week but um <laughs> but yeah to me to me he, he, he was another one where harry w- waved his magic wand you know yeah. and people thought he was shot after that business with the referee at sheffield wednesday but he came and he got west ham and still is one of us to the day and you know yeah. so but yeah every time we got the ball you, you knew something was gonna happen
1: excited, you know, so. yeah. yeah it was an entertainer wasn't he it was box office yeah. weren't he and right. uh, and you know it, it and doesn't matter you know West Ham fans you know they love to be entertained don't they? They love that Enigma player they love like a Paolo or where anything can happen, or uh, or Joe in his heyday, or Payette, you know, those they, sort of enigma players. We don't yeah. play; we're not excited, you know. Fans don't get it. I think that was part of the reason with when we had sort of the Allardyce era. There wasn't that sort of vast tame at Sometimes, you know, but there wasn't that sort of spearheady, crazy player who could well, just we- turn a game. You know, it was quite sensible. You know, set you know, like pr- pragmatic.
0: Indeed. Well, we had that in Ravel Morrison, but you just didn't know whether it was going to be like the last <laughs> game in the
1: yeah. play.
0: And again, that's another shame that is, you know. Yeah. But I mean, the, the away game when uh, in the cup when Paladi Cameo scored against the you know, the old Barthez.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I remember getting a coach outside Upton Park at 4.30 in the morning. I mean, well, firstly, queuing up for the tickets at midnight underneath the old chicken run. Yeah, yeah. At least assault the men from the boys. And <laughs> I, I remember getting everyone's vouchers and standing there because I live closest to the ground. Yeah. And there'd be like this subculture of people you'd see there week in, week out, just sitting there with like four pack of beer and just waiting for the ticket. How, how that system ever worked, I'll never uh, know. I, like, no, I don't even
1: city, Yeah,
0: People sat in East London for the night camping out for tickets. But But the, even that night, there was an optimism that somehow we would win. And even on the coach, when the co- club laid on those coaches, like, four, oh, 4 or 5 in the morning it left. And we was on the way up there, and there was this blind optimism. And then in the ground, there were so many of us. And when the goal went in, I don't think... I, I, I vividly remember the referee, the ball going in, and De Canio was sort of peeling away to the fans, but no one really celebrating until the referee went goal. Because well, I, I, was, I was expecting you know, yeah, the other flag go up. Yeah, flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then, it was the most tense, 20 minutes, I think, I don't know how long it was until, until the final whistle. It was the most tense, and we said backs to the wall. Ha- ta- Hanu Tahinian played out of his skin. He was brilliant. Like, he, was, he
1: was good when really. yeah. he was good.
0: Yeah, I was to say we never signed him permanently, but nah. then then Joe Cole, I remember him sprinting off the pitch when he got substituted, Harry Reid was like, stop, stop, <laughs> and then Ferguson having a go at Harry Reid and I've still got the newspaper cuttings from that game afterwards. Yeah. Oh, victoria beckham on the front page like ross but, and uh, <laughs> funny he was but yeah it has to be paolo for me so.
1: yeah it's brilliant and who were who paolo um partner up front for you then you my
0: all-time to- hero and i i can't imagine anyone that i associate with west ham this is the first person that comes to mind frank macavenna yeah yeah like just you know just a kind of fan on the field if he was born in Romford he would be a West Ham supporter, you know. Yeah. And he he had it all. He had this sort of strange sort of feeling that I've I've got my chance. I'm going to take it, and he took it not only on the field, off the field, and he was just one of us, really. And in a strange area of non televised football, it took yeah. a while for him to get any recognition. And when he left for Celtic, he understood why because. He was going back to his boyhood club. He wasn't leaving for Liverpool or anyone like that. No. And um, he, uh, you know, he just became one of us and still is. You know? yeah. so, and, uh, but that, the game where his final game uh, against Forest, where he scored a hat-trick, yeah, it's yeah, one yeah. of my favourite. We were relegated at the time. It was a pointless game, but he scored a hat-trick. And, I, and I'll never forget the last goal in front of the North Bank. just stood there in front of us like that. We know he was leaving he knew that yeah. was that and it was it was fitting way to say bye to bye to him and um yeah i'm glad i'm glad he's still around the club from time to time yeah. you know and, and everything else but yeah it's frank
1: mccavenny yeah exactly and, he, and it's, it's lovely because like that that era like you know the boys of 86 they're all still mates and yeah they yeah. still look about together and it's lovely and again you know it's like something which doesn't happen in the modern game you know I know no. that, you know, it's, I just think, you know, if you get, I don't know, three years out of a player, you've done well. You know, like, you don't get that sense of people staying for like, prolonged amounts of time. Very rarely, you know, the, you know, we said it before a yeah, bit on the channel, like the, the, the concepts of a testimonial is a very rare thing nowadays. You know, you don't get players like Mark Noble or, or Vincent company for Man City. He had one and yeah. Jamie Garrigan. I mean, when we interviewed Tony Gale, he said that when he was at West Ham, it was 10 or 11, something like that. I can't be exactly testimonial years, one after each other at the club because um, he had obviously his test we talk about his testimonial and and like jeff pike had one and, da, 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 and you know at least like you don't get that anymore and 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 there's that sense of togetherness with that boys of 86 team are they still sort of well if you look at the 80
0: cup final team most of that team played in 85 86 so yeah. that's a six year and I, most of them i think ray stewart that was his first year at uh, 1980 was his first year at upton park and but that team stayed together pretty much for six years yeah we only threw in really cotty mcavenny and tony Gale. yeah Um, and that was pretty much it everyone else was there before and uh, mark ward and then but yeah i mean you sort of like look at back in the day you the contract negotiations weren't like they were now no and the, i mean the last testimony i went to was julian Dix, mm. and you kind of knew that the players were getting more and more and more money and mm. you know but back back you know say when tony Gale had his testimony it was like a payday you know it was, yes. it, it was something that's going to see them all right for a few years yeah and if they were a good servant you didn't mind them having the money now. It's not so much, you know. Does does a multi-millionaire need my twenty-five quid, you know? Mm-hmm. But I, I think Collins should have got something.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's nine, weren't he? He's nine years on off. But yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, after you know, we were thinking about it the other day. It's probably after Mark. It's Cresswell, maybe, is the longest-serving player after that. Yeah, I'd say he possibly. Is, yeah. So yeah, but it's, it's there's not many left
0: from Upton Park, really. I mean, Antonio Cresswell, Antonio, yeah, Noble, um. I mean i i I think that that's sort of like when those Upton park guys go, I think that might help us move on a little bit. I don't know Possibly, but, isn't it? Um, yeah, so it's, it's a strange yeah. one, but yeah. Yeah, but that's my 11. That's the 11 if I was going to do manager if I was doing manager it'd be John Lyle but my captain is Billy Barnes and my penalty taker is Ray Stewart
1: <laughs> that's great John it's been brilliant chatting to you man I loved it it's been Thank really you. really fun um, really appreciate the time you're taking especially because it's, it's during your sort of uh, just after lunch you're in, in Vegas at the moment
0: yeah I'm, I'm <laughs> waiting for my wife and kids to drive back from Utah I've got quiet right now so oh, I'll do another couple, of, you know, I've got another couple of hours of work to, to do get something finished off and then
1: no. Oh, at least at least it's been a welcome distraction, obviously.
0: Yes, mate, yes, mate. <laughs> and yeah, obviously well, yeah, I'm gone.
1: Go on. Yeah, go you go you go mate, you carry on.
0: I really enjoyed the channel, I've, uh, you know. Oh, great. Thank you, you very much. And everything else. And uh, yeah, it's a really good format. Oh, good.
1: Thank you. And
0: one is nothing to look forward to, it's nice to look back,
1: you know. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. Thank you very much. The whole idea. And obviously, thank you to everyone for watching. Uh, you know, what's to do, view, share, like, you know, watch them all, uh, subscribe. Until the next one, it's uh, goodbye for me and John. See you later, everyone. Take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.